Refresh my listeners, it's your boy Edwin coming back at you for another episode of the Kruger Dissection. And today I am joined by a very special band, and that band is Mineral Point. And some of you might recognize the drummer because a lot of people I've talked to and a lot of musicians in the scene have worked with him in the past for production. Mineral Point, say what's up, guys. Hello, how's it going? Thank you for having us. Of course, you know, thank you so much for the interview. I appreciate it. Thank you for that kind of intro for me, Ed, Edwin. <laughs> of course, Jonas. Second point sound, the one and only. So, even though I already introduced one of the members, you know, guys, I'll introduce yourself. Who are you and what do you do in the band? <laughs> uh, my Andrew. name is Andrew. Uh, I play lead guitar and sometimes I scream and stuff. But, uh, for the most part, I'm just here to have a good time with my best friends. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Pablo. Oh, I'm Pablo. Uh, play rhythm guitar and recently joined the band. And uh, my name is Daniel. I play bass and I uh, will do live backing vocals. And uh, our singer, Doobie, uh, couldn't be here today, unfortunately, but he is here in spirit with us. Yes, he is. He's handsome. He's very handsome. Very handsome. We miss him. He's not here. Sadly. That's unfortunate, though. And, you know, Jonas, how about you? (laughs) What? (laughs) I I play drums. I record the band. Um, I I co-write. We we, we pretty much all write as a group. We all have a lot of say in the songs, so... So the team is a very big uh, team process and you all like build off each other. Absolutely. Yes. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Well, mineral point, uh, I'm going to ask a few questions about, you know, you guys as people, about the band as a whole. How does that all sound? Sure. Awesome. Well, you know, to start things off, you guys already introduced yourselves, but tell me about the band Mineral Point. What genre do you guys aim for, if you even aim for a genre? And where have people like, seen you or heard you before? Hmm. Daniel, you want to take it? Yeah, so um, with, with Mineral Point, one of the things that when we originally started as a band, we were kind of going for um, a sound that we want to be able to throw back a little bit to uh, more of our youth and a sound that maybe not a lot of people are familiar with and bands like under oath Seosin, stuff like that um sleeping with sirens yes <clears throat> great one so we just want to be able to kind of stand out um a part of uh, the vegas music scene but also be uh, kind of intertwined with a, a few different genres as well keep us um for whenever we do get back to show safely we'll be able to um, have Not, a, a mixed audience a little bit yeah it won't yeah. be awkward on a bill yes we can we can hang with with the heavy boys so that was always that was always an important thing to make sure we had a lot of energy in our sets and, and in our songs 
that's good to hear with the energy and with the influences like very early on as you guys said before you were growing on um you know from my listening of the album and the two singles i could definitely hear the influences of i guess like post hardcore uh like you know that those kinds of genres and yeah. you know that also goes into my next question was that like how did each of you like get into music and how did your influences shape your playing style um <clears throat> i think we could all talk for a long time on that but i'll just i guess i'll start from when i got into playing bands so i think i was i was around 14 i was a freshman in high school and i joined a punk band and I played bass bass is is my main instrument um played bass i learned how to play bass from li listening to suicide machines records um but yeah stood in bands played a ton of shows eventually started like recording with bigger with bands and like bigger studios and fell in love with that process so now i do production side of things and yeah it's kind of just been one long continuous timeline of just non-stop music since since early years Andrew. Uh, so I, I got started around eight years old. Um, my brother had a, a little crappy like Fender Squire, like maybe like 50 bucks. So he taught me how to play Jingle Bells. Um, and then I was hooked on playing guitar. Actually, uh, my brother was in a few bands and they used to practice in our garage and I would sit in on them. Um, Jonas was actually in one of his <laughs> bands as well. I was in a hardcore band called a Faith and Fire with his older brother, Justin. Yep. And that's how we knew. I, I knew Andrew since he was like eight or some shit. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, then I, uh, I kind of progressed into, you know, doing like punk hardcore to metal to more acoustic and progressive stuff. And then, uh, yeah, I, I happened to know these guys and they were all stoked about me joining on board so i'm thankful for the opportunity well i think it was you know back when i was 10 11 listening to well my older sister was listening to at the time which was allison and you know some other uh, spanish rock commands and such and i just like how the guitar sounded and just really wanted to play it for a while, I was just, you know, doing music on my own. But then in high school, that's when I uh, started a thrash metal band, you know, some of my friends, and it was a good time. And ever since, I've just been, you know, in bands here and there, different genres, you know, going from indie to some really heavy stuff, and death metal now uh middle point just really fun to play <laughs> fun bands that I've been played with. thank you pablo because i'm always worried about that because you come from liking a lot of very heavy bands so thank you this is appreciate fun. you being here well uh for me my my dad definitely wanted me to uh be a guitar player he's a guitar player himself um he bought myself and my sister actually uh, matching like uh, cheaper Ovation guitars when we were very, very young. And, um, you know, both of us kind of picked it up a little bit, but weren't really like too, too involved in it. 
got into playing baseball a little bit, little league, and just trying to um, do that stuff in my free time. And then when I entered middle school, I took guitar class there and really got heavily into it. And um, kind of growing up, I've I listened to a lot of bands like Blink-182. My biggest influence is Tom DeLonge and Angels and Airwaves. So I've really geared towards um, more of like a humbucker sound, uh, delayed reverb guitar and stuff like that. So uh, I'm in another band called Wavelengths and that's more so geared toward that genre. Um, but um, I went through a bit of depression and um, I was a bit of a sad boy in like 2009, 2010. And, uh, that really music really guided me in the direction of where I needed to be. And, uh, if it wasn't for that and kind of the band I played in high school called I Divide, it, I wouldn't be here. So I'm just, I'm grateful for everything. Happy you're here, Daniel. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Happy you're here, Daniel. Happy you're here. Too. Thank you. So handsome. Oh, he's so he's handsome. He's so handsome. <laughs> So with a lot of you guys having, you know, similar interests, you know, growing up, you know, some of us being sad boys, emo boys, and even some of us knowing each other since we were little kids, how did one piece fit another piece and the band Mineral Point really get its started? So the band actually started with me and a former guitarist, Kenny. And these were songs that we kind of had and toyed with. We were in um, different bands. I kind of kept us preoccupied. Um, Kenny was in Guts and I was in Safely. But so we always toyed with the idea of making this band a thing, aside from just like screwing around, like just making little demos here and there. And then um, Guts broke up, Safely broke up shortly after or vice versa, right around the same time. So we just decided just to make it a thing. And then, um, so a lot of the songs on Free Yourself, like easily half of them, if not more, I think like six of the songs were very old demos that Kenny and I had wrote. And let's see. So last year we parted ways with Kenny. He's not on the band anymore. Um, we kind of just had different creative visions where we where we saw the band going um so we, we parted ways and everything's cool but he's not in the band anymore but then we found andrew and andrew and i clicked pretty much right away like the first practice we had we wrote um what's going to be the first song on our ep coming out and just right away from day one we, we just jammed and we clicked right away and everything just I don't know, just kind of reset. It, it, not even reset, it kind of, because it kind of never was, but it kind of felt like everything was really falling into place. And then, um, yeah, so it was me, Doogie, Andrew, and Daniel. I want to put on record too. Uh, so, our former guitar player, Kenny, he was in a band called Guts, and Doogie was the drummer for Guts. Yes. So, that's how. You know, just kind of common. Yeah, it's a that's combination of all the band, basically. Yeah. It's all these puzzle pieces intertwined, and uh, everything's all totally meant to be. And then I first met Doogie because I was recording. I recorded recorded his band prior to Guts, 
or right around the same time as that's Calmosa. So I don't know this, this kind of just became a big circle of friends, which was cool. And that kind of brought us to here. It's a mineral point. And um, yeah, I don't know. And Pablo, Pablo literally just joined like a month ago, two months, however long it's been. Because Doogie originally was playing guitar and doing vocals, but Doogie is going to be only vocals now. Pablo is going to be handling those guitar duties. So very stoked for, for him to be here. But that's kind of how we all came to be in this band. You know, and with the new current lineup and with new position changes, how's the writing process of a band? Is it still the same or is it like where, you know, is the singer still trying to like help with guitar parts or is he strictly sticking to just like vocals? We all do everything. A lot of us are, most of us are multi-instrumentalists. So come demo time, we're like, we have a drive with, a Google Drive with a lot of demos in it. And we, we can kind of piece together whole songs, and throw them in. And then as the ideas come, you know, we, I don't know, we just vibe off it. And um, I don't know, it's very, it's very diplomatic. It's just, it's a big open forum. If someone has a vocal idea, you know, or, or a drum idea or, or anything like, you know, because we are all, we all play many things. We all wear different hats. You know, it's kind of, an all-in approach when it comes to writing and i'm very grateful for that i'm very grateful there hasn't been any like ego issues and no one be like i play guitar you don't write the guitar and it's it's been really open and i'm very grateful for that and with you know your recent releases of reaching for today and reinventing your exit you know uh both of these coming out during quarantine how mm -hmm. has quarantine you know affected the band and affected you know, the surrounding a local scene, because I know you guys have a big part in it, knowing so many bands and Jonas working with so many different artists. I, I've been really, really busy. Personally, it feels like everyone's going a bit stir crazy because of quarantine. Um, us included, like I said, the demos, we just have a lot of songs like on the table right now. Like even as we're about to release this EP, these songs are you know, 20 songs ago. So it, it almost like feels old to us already, but quarantine has been a trip. Shows were a, a part of my life, such like a big part of my life that I kind of took for granted. And I'm not going to be doing that anymore, for sure. So previous to all of this, we had only gotten the opportunity to play uh, one show as a band. It was uh, January of 2020, we got to got very lucky and got to play our first show on the uh, kind of like a scary kids, scary kids got back together and they, they had like a split stage. Uh, so uh, they played on the Fremont country club stage and we got to play on the backstage bar billiards stage, but it was still a huge opportunity. It was sold out. It was like 900 people there. It was um, crazy to think that that we were given that opportunity for our first show. So we're definitely, anxious and, and wanting to get back to shows as soon as it's safe to do so mm -hmm. and uh looking forward to having everybody getting here some new songs from us stage how it's all gonna look yeah it's gonna be really cool well you guys are probably Andrew. 
Well, thankfully, you know, I haven't been much affected by COVID, you know, during this whole quarantine. Uh, stayed busy pretty much with work and everything else. So, you know, it, with everything else being closed, that kind of gave me an opportunity to uh, practice more guitar, kind of explore new horizons, you know, new genres. Yeah, shows, I miss shows, I can't wait to get back to shows, to watching shows, whether it's house shows, bar shows, any kind of show. Just excited to see, you know, my friends play, you know, excited Definitely. to play with my friends. And yeah. Very, um, I, I really can't, I'm going to just jump in off of that note too. I can't wait to get back to shows. I really can't. I felt like things were amazing. I missed the Legion post so much I, I, I just can't wait for it to come back i really can't it's even more than just like attending shows or playing shows you know it's just it's just the whole element of being with like-minded people who just love music as much as you do mm -hmm. just i know my love for music that carried me throughout my life um when quarantine hit um i was bummed i couldn't go to shows but you know thankfully i was in this band and this band had a lot of momentum up until quarantine hit. And uh, the whole creative process in this band and the writing, and just how just cohesive the band is, especially when writing and performing, and how much we get to joke around. And it just builds our love for music so much more. So we're just trying to build off the momentum that the band used to have before quarantine hit and just keep it up so that way when everything opens back up, Full course for you guys. Yeah. And pretty COVID, pretty everything just going downhill for over a year. What were some of the favorite shows that you guys attended? Because, like you guys are saying, it played such a big part of your life. Britney Spears Circus. <laughs> that was a good show. Okay. Where was that? MGM? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I believe so. It was a long time ago. <laughs> it was maybe I don't know, cool. 10, 15 years ago. I got to attend Britney Spears Circus. That was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> saw Queen Live with Adam Lambert as a singer. Okay. Also pretty cool. <laughs> Those are two of the bigger shows that I got to go to. One of my last um, shows that I attended before quarantine was the CU Space Cowboy show. That was a, that was a good one. It's probably a good one to, I want to say to end it because I really wish it didn't stop. But So I have just the highest energy like memories from the last time I was at a show. I just, I really can't wait to go back. Uh, for me, best show I've ever been to, um, Paul McCartney at the joint. It was the opening weekend of the new joint. Uh, held 4,000 people. It was a bitch to get tickets for that, but we all got to go and it was a, a blast. And then as of recently, um, like I was saying earlier, Angels and Airwaves, huge influence for me. Uh, my girlfriend and I, Hi Taylor, uh, we went on a three-day little road trip thing we saw them here and then two nights in their hometown of san diego so that was a really special emotional weekend you, you shout out taylor and i feel like it's an asshole <laughs> hi chandra <laughs> hi caleb sorry <laughs> hi family uh, <laughs> yeah well, for me it's so similar we also took a road trip uh, to see molotov uh, my girlfriend and I, Shannon, Shannon, um, 
<laughs> we we went to LA, watched Molotov, and then the next day we go to Riverside, go see Molotov again. We got to hang out with them. That was pretty cool. Um, and then once they finished the U.S. tour, we traveled to Mexico to see their uh, unplugged show as well. So we saw in Monterey, and then we saw in Mexico City. And yeah, we got to hang out with them again, and you know, just just enjoy you know, travel and listen to music. I'm trying to think of like if I have a cool like what's like what's. I'll jump in. What's your favorite show? What's the most favorite show you guys have attended? Or like a pivotal moment? What was your first show? What's the reason we go to concerts? Well, my first show was at uh, the Hammer House. Oh, yes. A hardcore show way back in the day. <laughs> um, my brother took me to it. And back then, I, I don't know if anyone knows. I mean, you know, Jonas, how small the Hammer House was. It's literally, yeah. it was like a 12 by 12 wooden shack. Correct. <laughs> and you would pack it full of people and people are standing on paint buckets and car parts trying to watch this band perform. And uh, so that was one of my first shows. Um, and uh, just how gritty and raw it was and, and seeing people just lose themselves in the music the moment you want. What you are, never let it go. One so. of my favorite show memories from like a band that I played in um, was when I was playing in a band with Andrew's brother in our faith and fire, we, it was our faith and fire played one of the, one of the times we played at the hammer house, but we covered Danzig, we covered Danzig song, covered mother. And it was fucking wild. And I remember like, it, like it just went off. It was crazy. Most shows there were pretty crazy, but it went off. And I remember when this is how we ended our set when it was over and everyone was clearing out one of the walls was like ripped down. <laughs> like people just went that hard where there was a wall missing when, when the when the smoke cleared yeah the building was falling and people were having to hold it up for bands <laughs> bands were still playing and people were holding up the building so definitely I guess that's the feeling that I can't wait to get back to after quarantine to take it full circle yeah I have a, a, a similar um like emotional feeling towards uh, one of the shows that I played. Um, I played it in a band called Off the Record with my buddies Dylan and Jaime. And uh, Dylan plays in a band called Goner these days. Check them out, they're really cool. Uh, Jonas recorded that mm -hmm. as well here in Second Born Sound. So check oh, yeah. that out as well. Um, Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we played the show and there's been many versions of uh, the venue, The Sanctuary here in town there was one over by the hunt ridge there was one along yep. craig road there was one along spring mountain right outside of chinatown um this one was off of uh craig road over by the cannery and it was kind of like my first show back into playing music again with my friends and, and dylan and jaime we met at a blank 182 concert and so uh it was it was it was a big moment for me and there was just nothing quite like that energy that night and that was like nine years ago eight years ago it's crazy to think about but there's nothing quite like the energy of playing music and looking at your best friends and yeah just sharing that 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 high that natural high together it's mm, definitely being able to sing along until you lose your voice yep. sweating all over each other sharing water bottles man <laughs> not it's awesome not covid friendly yeah. at no. all <laughs> definitely not 
Man, it really makes you think just how before, like, especially at like like local spots, it's just like, damn, like we like we really didn't think about stuff sometimes, but that was living the life. We took things for granted. Everything. Yeah. I mean little things, going out to eat, seeing your friends and hugs, kisses, the little things like that. It's yeah. <laughs> Daniel likes to kiss up, so I don't they're so handsome. They're so handsome. Ten out of ten. <laughs> well, uh, I, you know, earlier you guys were mentioning you guys have an EP coming up, and even if it is like a few of the older songs, I'm curious. Like, can you give me any details on that? Like, what's the EP going to be called? How many tracks can we expect? Will there be at least twenty-seven breakdowns? <laughs> <laughs> um. We definitely we have breakdowns now. That was definitely a, a thing when we were kind of really forming our sound over this past year. We all definitely like teasing the heavier side of things, and we, that's the music we listen to as well. So it was just kind of natural. So things get a little bit heavier. Um, but let's see. The album's called The Great Beyond. Um, it will be five songs. Right? Uh, no. Five songs. The song "The Great Beyond" um, was written. That was that was honestly the song that I was telling you about earlier. The first time we got together and we jammed, and that song came out of that practice. And it's the first song on REP. And lyrically, I ended up writing it about uh, my friend Dominic Roach, who passed away recently. Who I feel like I think you might know, might remember him, Edwin. Yeah. But, um... Um... I didn't get to know him too personally, but I did share a little bit of moments with him. Rest in peace, Dom. So the first song about Dom, um, let's see, Reaching for Today. Get Through This is probably the oldest, oldest song. That was a song that was still written with Kenny when he was in the band. Um, and then a couple other little little surprises. But um, yeah, we're, we're aiming for... We haven't decided on a release date yet. Um, we were thinking, we were hoping end of July. And not end of July, but June. Mm-hmm. Or early July. Somewhere around then. We're still finishing up some of the tracking. So, but we'll definitely be posting on our social medias once once we have everything in and a, a date's been set. And a big shout out to Piper from So Without, Piper Ferrari. She, um, she did the album art for us. And she's just been amazing to work with. She's done really amazing work. So big, big love to her. Yeah. So, yeah, like Jonas mentioned, it's going to be called The Great Beyond. Five songs. Uh, We're going to do a physical CD release of it, as well as it'll be available on all streaming platforms whenever uh, we do decide on a date. Uh, Definitely summer, midsummer. And... um, probably new merch, a whole mm. bunch of new stuff. Yeah. Uh, you can go ahead and follow us on all of our social medias. It's uh, Mineral Point Band. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I think Twitter is Mineral Point NP. Yeah. Still, because it wouldn't allow me to change it to band. It's too many characters. Too many characters. I didn't want to be Mineral Point Band. Um, we also have a, uh, a big cartel uh, merch site. It is mineralpointband. 
www.bigcartel.com and you'd be able to purchase whenever we do release this CD. Um, it'll be available on there as well as t-shirts, all the goods. So yeah, follow us there for updates. And then, uh, you know, one thing I wanted to go over is that, like, um, assuming that this track is produced by Mr. Jonas here. Yes. And, you know, I just um, I want to ask you, like, what, like, made you want to get into, you know, producing, you know, music? And what led you to working with so many different artists here in, like, the Nevada scene? Um, I think I've fell in so i always had a copy of cubase i should preface that so i was always like doing demos and stuff by myself so i was always kind of getting familiar with with how things work um back when i think i had what was it cubase se like one of the first versions of it from forever ago i use cubase by the way love cubase um but i was in a band or it must have been like around 2008 2009 and we were doing some, some, we were getting some traction, which was cool. We were playing bigger shows. We were recording in like bigger studios. And it, it was really awesome. It was a really awesome experience. And through that, it was actually through, we, were, we would record up here in Boulder City at, a, at AM Audio. And I just, I loved being in a studio and writing and, and being a part of that and just just seeing how like all these million puzzle pieces come together in the end to, to make that picture. I don't know, I just, I just really fell in love with it. Um, luckily I was always in like punk bands and stuff the whole time, so I knew people and I would, it would allow me to record their demos and sorry for everyone the first few years, but thanks for taking a chance on me. <laughs> you don't start off great. It's a process and I'm not great now. And I'm not particularly proud, but I'm further than I was. But um, so luckily you just had a lot of people that allowed me just to like cut demos for them and stuff. And I don't know, the more it became, the more of a challenge it was, the more I didn't like being challenged. So <laughs> I just kept pushing and kept learning like all the education I could, I could get. I didn't go to school for it, but I don't, Feel like you necessarily need to there's a lot of resources online and there's just a lot of resources if you want to get into it and it's very accessible now um yeah so that that just stayed with me and things just kept progressing and meet more people and just i don't know it's just been a very organic ride which i'm, I'm very grateful very 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 lucky that i've managed to meet the people that I've met and for the Vegas, the Vegas music scene, the punk scene, and then, you know, the hardcore scene, just, uh, I, I owe everything to this music scene. So yeah, I'll continue to try to do right by every band that comes through here. It's my responsibility. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Jonas. Well, guys, um, you know, like before you head off, is there anything else you guys like want to mention? Is there anybody you'd like to give a quick shout out to? I know you all shouted your wives, girlfriends, uh, children. Shout out to Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think you got it. Yeah, just uh, be on the lookout here on all of our social medias and everything like that. We're going to have 
a whole bunch of stuff to release here very, very soon. So just keep your eyes peeled. And it's going to be worth the wait. This summer. This summer. <laughs> this summer. Keep a lookout for the new Middle Point EP. Yes. And uh, where can people find, you know, you said it before, but once again, where can people find your your music and all your social medias? Yeah, so we are on all streaming platforms. Uh, if you're into doing even the Instagram and the TikTok, whatever all the kids <laughs> are doing, um, all of our music's all on there as well. Um, it's very accessible for everybody. And on social media platforms, we are at Mineral Point Band. And then Twitter is Yep. Awesome. Well, Middle Point, thank you so much for doing the interview. I really do appreciate it. And, you know, I hope all you guys are doing well. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Of course. And thank you, the listener, for listening to this episode of The Crude Dissection. To show your support, make sure to share this episode online, leave a five-star review, and subscribe to stay up to date with future episodes. You can find my social media as well as Mineral Point's social media in the podcast description below. My name is Edwin, and I will see you guys next time. Deuces. Deuces.